Good morning, and welcome to episode 85 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. It is Monday, November 19th. I'm Sam Miller in Long Beach, California, and I'm with Ben Lindbergh in New York, New York. Ben, how are you doing? Great. I uh, I found out that the Royals signed Brandon Wood to a minor league deal, so I figured yeah. we could we could discuss the implications for the AL Central. And I found out that Brendan Ryan's middle name is Wood, so he is Brendan Wood, and his offensive numbers are very similar. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to develop that into a full thought, mm-hmm. but it is something that I discovered this weekend. Yeah, well, that's probably be more than I accomplished this weekend. Um, so it's your turn to bring a topic. Yeah, and I brought one this time. Um, I thought we could talk about Maniacta. Okay. Uh, so the latest rumors surrounding the Blue Jays now that they've gone a couple of days without making a major player move uh, is that they are getting close to announcing their manager. Uh, Buster only hears he heard this, that the club is, is now close to naming a new manager. He mentioned Jim Tracy and Jim Riggleman uh, initially. Then there were subsequent reports that Jim Riggleman had not even been contacted. And then there was a report after that. Uh, Buster only tweeted, Manny Acta has been strongly reviewed by Jays, who are expected to soon announce their manager. Um, so it, it sounds like they're going to go with a, a veteran manager. And right now it sounds like there's a, a decent chance that it could be Manny Acta. So uh, I thought we could talk about him a bit, as he is a guy that I wrote about after he was fired uh, near the end of the season by the Indians. And I kind of looked at, I don't know whether he was to blame for for not succeeding in, in that role with the Indians and in his prior role with the Nationals. Uh, Manny Acta managed the Nationals from 2007 until uh, about halfway through 2009 when he was fired. And then he was hired the subsequent year to manage the Indians and he lasted until almost the end of this season. And he uh, has been very unsuccessful, or you could look at it as his teams have been very unsuccessful while he has been their manager. Um, I believe his Wikipedia page still says, only two managers in Major League Baseball history have managed more games than ACTA and had a lower winning percentage than ACTA's 418 mark. Uh, Of course, that's guys who stopped after that point there are managers who started out worse and got jobs after that and and raised themselves above that level so who are the two is one of them buddy bell uh i don't know of him um maybe i can look it up while we talk but um so manny Acta has kind of traditionally been this guy who is popular with sabermetric people because he is one of them or one of us uh, he he says all the, the things that we like to hear and that we don't typically hear from managers. He has talked about reading baseball prospectus. He called Mind Game one of our, our books, uh, one, his favorite book. He talks all the, all the time about how important outs are and how he doesn't like to, to give them up by bunting and how efficiency is important when stealing and strikeouts aren't so much worse than any other kind of out and how important leverage is, and he talks about BABIP. Uh, So he says all these things that we're not accustomed to hearing from a major league manager, and 
yet he is also a former professional player and a former big league coach. And when he's taken over his prior two jobs, he came really with rave reviews as a communicator and a motivator. Um, there was, I mean, he was seen as almost like the, the perfect managerial candidate. Everyone could approve of him. And yet he or his teams have failed pretty spectacularly. And so the question is whether he really had anything to do with that. He took over bad teams and they were worse probably by the time he left them. Um, so the question is whether it's because of him. So there were some whispers, I guess, when he was let go by the Indians. Uh, Nick Camino, who's a, a beat writer for the Indians, tweeted some things. He said, talked with two different players besides Indian closer Chris Perez, who felt Manny Acta was part of the problem here in Cleveland. One player I spoke with said Indian manager Manny Acta may have lost some of the club, including veteran guys during the 2010 season. Two Indians players I spoke with today felt Manny Acta was better with the media than he was with them, felt he did not connect well. And Chris Perez, who of course has an opinion on everything, said most of the problems walked out the door last week, uh, referring to Manny Acta being fired. And I had heard through a different source kind of secondhand that some of the uh, American players on the team felt that the that Acta had connected with the Latin American players better and that it was there was some sort of click going on with the team. So there were these kind of whispers, but you didn't know whether it was just kind of the standard thing that you hear when a team loses a lot and things go badly because of the losing um, as opposed to the other way around. So I guess now that Acta is possibly poised to take over for the first time uh, a contending team, do you would you have any qualms about this or do you think that it's just been entirely him in the wrong situation or in a team that wouldn't have won regardless of the manager? I mean, well, they certainly wouldn't have won regardless of the manager. It's I, I mean, it's uh, probably the most uh, the two pieces of information. Well, I, I guess there are three pieces of information that we really actually know. One is that um, some players said bad things about him on his way out. That is absolutely relevant information. It doesn't necessarily um, damn him. I mean, there are probably guys on every on every club who dislike that, that, manager. Yeah, I mean, maybe they wouldn't and, say it, but they would think it at least. Yeah, certainly, and and it's maybe it's just his bad luck that the guys who didn't like him are the the ones who who talk. And um, but I mean that is relevant information, and um, it would have been probably I think a lot easier uh, to defend him if when he'd walked out the door, his you know clubhouse had stood up and said you know whatever that thing is about oh captain my captain right well i do remember there was an article i think on the indians official website about some players standing up for him and absolving him of blame uh, which i think i linked to in my article so there was definitely a mix at least it wasn't all negative mm -hmm. so number two piece of information we have is that teams want to hire him even though he's losing i mean they know more than we do because they've spoken to him they've uh they've got an idea of what they want to do with their club and they still choose him so i mean that's kind of a cop-out but anytime a organization wants to hire a manager it is a pretty positive indicator for that manager now obviously it's a zero-sum sport and half the managers are worse than the other half or get worse results than the other half so it doesn't mean that he's going to be good but it is relevant information and the third thing is that um, all things being equal, 
Um, there are very few things that we can um, can really truly judge a manager on, but the five percent or so that we can, which is um, kind of the most basic tenets of in-game strategy, he seems to not only have a philosophy that is coherent, um, but it's uh, generally executed fairly well. Yeah. So um, that's five percent. That's only five percent. It's hard to say anything about a guy for five percent, but given that it's the five percent we know um it's a pretty good thing now i think there's another factor which is that um a a manager i think more and more his job is not simply to uh get along with his team or to um you know control his team to manage his team but he's really got to be a liaison with the front office and the front office is going to be a lot more involved i think uh in uh in on the field decisions in uh in sending some fairly advanced research through him mm-hmm. um and uh it means i think it means a lot for or it is a significant skill uh probably in this era to be a manager who can communicate with that kind of a front office and mm-hmm. i'm not sure that that is uh, universal I, ken rosenthal uh, wrote a piece at the very end of the year about um the tension between mike Sosha and jerry depoto and um Sosha, um, you know, I, I, they, I, I think that for the most part, they managed to keep it um, bottled up throughout the season. So it didn't really get out until the end of the season. But um, Sosha has, according to the report from Rosenthal, uh, butted heads with uh, Scott Service, the um, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what is that title? Assistant General Manager. Um, and he's had some uh, tense conversations with Depoto, and he seems to not be that interested in some of the statistical analysis that has been sent to him. And I like Sosha as a manager, but that is that seems to be from Rosenthal's piece a deficiency in his mm-hmm. ability. And I think that maybe ten years ago that wouldn't have been a deficiency. It didn't really matter. He kind of uh, could have been uh, his own sort of uh, you know it, it, the dugout is his own kingdom, but it's not going to be that way anymore. And I think that if you're a general manager now and you sort of see the direction that um, that teams are going and where the power is kind of shifting toward, you want a guy who is going to be comfortable having these conversations with you. Um, and uh, Acta seems to be that guy. Yeah, I mean, when he was hired in Cleveland, I think it was Mark Shapiro did an interview at BP where he talked about uh, how on the same page they were about analysis and how you could share all these things with him and he would take them to heart and be just as enthusiastic about them as the front office would. Um, And there were various things during his tenure there where there were articles written about how closely they could work together um, and yet he was still let go. It seemed like uh, the complaint from from ACTA detractors, uh, whether it was things I've read on various blogs or on the comments on my article, the major complaint seems to be, and of course people always have complaints with a manager relying on a particular player too much or doing something weird with his lineup or bringing out the wrong reliever at some point. Um, but with ACTA, the major complaint seemed to be his lack of passion or his lack of visible uh, passion and that really seems to me to be the sort of thing that is just entirely context driven how it's perceived if it's a successful team then he is the calm leader uh, at the helm 
not being phased by anything. Whereas if it's an unsuccessful team, then he is not doing enough to fix it and he's not inspiring anyone and he's losing the clubhouse. Um, that's how it seems to me. Cause you can certainly think of examples of, of managers who had that demeanor and were extremely successful with it. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I guess, rooting for Acta in a way to, to show that he can be a successful manager. And it's possible that I'm just entirely biased by all the sabermetric stuff, because as you, as you say, it is possibly a, a small portion of the manager's job. And if he's the best at that, but behind the scenes, he's terrible and he's doing everything wrong and, and the players hate him. Uh, then the tactical stuff wouldn't matter much. So it's it's certainly possible that I'm just getting duped by that stuff into wanting to believe that Acta is a good manager or, or could be a successful manager. Um, but I mean, I, in my article, and it was it's kind of a stretch as a comparison, but I mentioned that uh, Casey Stengel, in his 13 seasons with non-Yankees teams, both before and after his time in New York, had a 397 winning percentage, much worse than than Actus. He never came close to winning a pennant for a team other than the Yankees. Uh, and of course, in 12 seasons with the Yankees, his winning percentage was 623, and he won seven World Series. So not that that's going to happen for Acta, but it just is one data point that shows that being extremely unsuccessful with a team doesn't necessarily say anything about whether you can succeed with a different team. Acta finished fifth in manager of the year voting mm-hmm. uh, in 2007 when he took the Washington Nationals to a 73 and 89 record, which was a two-game improvement from the previous year. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, 2011, he finished fourth in manager yeah. of the year voting, and then was fired partway or most of the way through the next season. So yeah, I wonder. I don't know how many votes it takes to finish fifth in manager of the year voting. It might be right. It might be like two third place votes or something. But yeah, well, finishing even winning manager of the year is is no guarantee of job security. It's, yeah, it is also the case. I mean, I said there were three pieces of, of of data that we had about him. I guess the fourth is that he's been fired twice by <laughs> by front offices that had hired you know that had liked him enough to hire him three years previously and and i don't know i i I don't know if it's um i don't know if this is true or not but the fact that he's been fired uh, you know technically mid-season both times Mm -hmm. uh seems a little bit worse than if he were fired you know after the season Mm -hmm. Uh, although you know with the indians he was fired basically in you know like the last word the second to last week of the year or something so i don't know if that really counts but um uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, I, I would imagine that um, the guy, even even the guys who are in the room with these managers, probably don't have a whole lot of insight <laughs> into how good they are. Mm-hmm. And so um, the expectation that um, you and I are going to crack this is probably <laughs> a bit much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly. I I think that just in general, I I. Um, I like things that are different in baseball and mm-hmm. act it's a little different. I feel like uh, it's good that he's around that he's getting another chance because we are we are learning a little bit more about the game because Manny Acta provides kind of a different take in the dugout and giving him a better team will learn still more about baseball because of him. And um, I, I don't think that it's necessarily exaggerating to say that uh, the future of managing 
uh, is, you know, in part um, going to be a result of, of how well uh, Manny Acta does. Yeah, although, I mean, it's not like he was ever just a pure stat head or anything. I mean, he, it probably, it he had probably all the non-stat matter. head resume points, too, as a former yeah. player and, and a coach and being successful in clubhouses. Um, it wasn't like he was looked at purely as a, a number cruncher. He also came highly recommended as a, a communicator and, and just a, a clubhouse guy. So he seemed like the, the perfect mix of both. Um, but I'm already looking forward to watching the Blue Jays this year just because of how they have remade themselves. And I think they would be even more interesting to me if they were to hire Acta and we could see whether he is capable of succeeding with a good team. Be kind of depressing if he fails. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> Right. I wonder if he gets another chance if he does. That might be it. Yeah, three three strikes might be. Three might be the, the first two, the first two, he had no. You know, I, I I think it's unfair to to conclude anything from those two. But I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see. Just just uh, just uh, if you well, uh, dog on it. Why can't I find it? Okay, Buddy Bell as manager. Uh, nine years, four eighteen winning percentage. So that exactly. is worse uh-huh. than that. Is that worse or is that? Uh, exactly? I think that's yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what he has right now. Okay. Well. Uh, all right. So now we know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Send us questions and stuff so we can answer them on Wednesday at podcast at baseballperspectus.com. Okay. Yeah. Not you, but the listeners. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. That's all. We'll talk to you tomorrow.